Welcome to another edition of From the Preacher Study, and we have so named it because literally Bob Hutto and I are <laughs> at the preacher, or in the preacher study, and coming to you live, and we're very excited about this opportunity. As you know, those of you who have been with us, we're in the book of Ephesians, and we've been spending a lot of time on the family, and it's a very important topic, and it is a biblical topic, and God has a lot to say about it, and I'm not saying that we have exhausted it. We've just got to move on uh, to some other aspects of it, but we've been talking a lot about husbands and wives and the relationship they have to each other, their biblical responsibilities, the attitudes they ought to have to uh, make uh, the promotion of peace a reality in your households, and I'm sure anybody who listened to that felt like, I've got some homework to do. I've got some things to work on, but isn't it interesting that our loving, infinitely wise Father has instructions not only for husbands and wives, but he has instruction for children, and that's what we're going to be talking about this time. But before we get to that, as always, wanted to thank Jason Reed and Mark Townsend, uh, deacons here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ, for their uh, efforts and talents in making this possible. Uh, Bob and I have made the comment multiple times. It left up to us. We could not do this. We're not so yeah. technically blessed and have the uh, understanding and savvy they have. But we're very thankful to them. We thank their families for uh, giving them up for a period of time for us to do this and just really have enjoyed uh, working together with them. Bob, you have some introductory remarks? Well, I would just kind of tag on to what you were saying about family. So it's so important. You know, some of the issues that we face in our culture, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the family as God designed it is, I think, probably the exception rather than the rule these right. days. Yeah. Yeah. And we can see the harmful effects mm-hmm. of the sort of the decline and even mm-hmm. disintegration of the mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important for us to have good, strong, godly families. It's good for the people directly involved, mm-hmm. husband, wife father, mother, and the children. It's good for that family, yes, yes. but it's good for the community. It's good for the it church. Is, absolutely. And so it's really important that we work in these areas. God meant this for our good. Amen. Of course, Satan, he does his best to ruin it and make us miserable in it. Right, but right. if we'll just honor God's word and follow that, well, then it'll be to my benefit and my wife's mm-hmm. and my children and the the good effects of that will fall out in other areas of life as well. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks a lot for that. Let's talk about children. And uh, for some of you, maybe this is news, but God has instruction for children. We're talking about Ephesians chapter 6, and we're going to read verses uh, 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And so the first point that uh, sticks out is that God directly, through the inspired writing of Paul, directs teaching to children. He addresses them, children. And obviously we're talking about children of the age that they have the intellectual capacity to understand what their parents say and respond to that instruction with obedience. And so he says very simply, children, you have an obligation to obey your parents in the Lord. And I love this uh, explanation, for this is right. right. You know, some things are just right And some things are wrong. And God is in the position to dictate that. And he says when it comes to this subject, children doing what their parents say. You know what? That is right. That is correct. That's what we're supposed to do. And children have that obligation. It's not just because the parents said so. It's not just because it makes it a better environment. It's not just to make good citizens. All those things are true. But here we have God saying, this is right. I like the way it's put over in Colossians. Uh, which is a sister passage on this same teaching, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 20. The Bible says, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. 
So it goes even further to say this is something that God desires. He likes this. When he sees children obey their parents, it pleases him. And, of course, the corollary is true. When children disobey their parents, then God is displeased. And so that ought to get our attention, that God cares how children interact with their parents. Bob, you have anything on that? Well, I noticed that as well. Mm -hmm. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Yeah. There are several motivations why we do what we do. Right. Uh, we want to go to heaven, yes, you know, so yes. I'm going to do these things because that'll help me get to heaven. Mm -hmm. uh, or we might fear hell. Right. You know, I, I don't want to do these things because right. if I disobey, well, the right. I know the consequences, eternal uh, consequences of that. So those are motivations. But sometimes you do what you do because it's the right thing That's to right. do. Amen. It's just right. That's exactly and right. Uh, that ought to motivate. We, want, we ought to want to do right. Mm -hmm. And uh, right, of course, is what God says, right and wrong. Right is what God determines it is. And so that, that ought to be motivation enough for us. Amen. Why you do that? It's the right thing to do. That's Absolutely. why. Absolutely. And, you know, it is interesting that God cares about. God is a God of the details when it comes to relationships. Some people might think, well, this infinite God that we have, this powerful sovereign, he doesn't care about how children interact with their parents. Yes, he does. Because he has said very clearly, this is what pleases me, to see that children obey their parents. And so it is a matter of right and wrong in the eyes of God. Uh, and so we need to take it very seriously. We need to make sure our children know that. We need to instruct them that this is, again, not just my wishes, not just to make my life easier because I, I don't want you to embarrass me. And No, no, this is what God desires of us. And he goes on to quote an Old Testament passage, uh, Exodus chapter 20, where the Ten Commandments are delivered. It says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. And so this was foundational even in the Old Testament. This was the sixth or the, the, the fourth or fifth commandment uh, among the ten. It's interesting. It is the first one where there's a pivot. The first four are really directed to our relationship with God. And this is the first one that kind of pivots from that and talks about our relationship to our fellow man, starting with parents and neighbors and, and, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And it says, this is the first commandment with promise. And if we want to go over there to Exodus chapter 20, uh, we can see that, even though it's obviously uh, covered in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3 as well. Uh, Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And it is interesting, when you look at the Ten Commandments, it really is the first and really the only one that has a specific promise that says, look, if you do these things, this is what's going to happen. Generally speaking, you're going to have a longer life, and generally speaker, speaking, you're going to have a better life. Now, we're not saying that uh, it's a guarantee that everybody who does what they're supposed to do as a child will automatically live to be 80 or 90 years old. That's not the point. But it, generally speaking, if you follow the advice and the teaching of your parents, that's going to serve you well in life. That's going to take you far in life, and you're going to have a better life. And so not only is that teaching valuable during these instructional years when you're under their authority directly and in their house, but the Bible suggests that there's value to that even into the years of adulthood if you follow that good teaching that's being laid out. And so we have uh, a, an obligation to honor our father and mother. One way we do that is to obey what they say. Let me add another aspect to it. As we're obeying, it's how we obey. Uh, you've seen the child who rolls his or her eyes or who has back talk, and maybe they do it, but they do so under protest. Uh, that's not honoring your father and mother. You need to respect the authority that they have and remind, remind yourself, this is God-given authority. 
So it, it just it really irks me when I see children who are sassy to their parents or backtalk their parents or disrespect their parents, uh, not realizing that it, it doesn't make sense on so many different levels. Here are people who brought you into this world who have given you everything, who took care of you when you're the most vulnerable, provided for your food and your clothes, every possible need, because you can't possibly provide it. And then you repay that with anger, with uh, sass, with um, um, arrogance, with back talk, with disobedience. Uh, God can't stand for that, and certainly we as his children ought not stand for that as well. Bob, you have anything to say we about We talk that? about uh, the Ten Commandments and how uh, this is the first of the Ten Commandments that has to do with our relationship with other human beings. It's almost kind of a hinge, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It kind of, in, in Israel, uh-huh. a godly yep. father and mother would uh, uh, teach their children right. to obey them, yeah. but that's also teaching them to honor the Lord. That's and so that's it. what they're going to that's teach, right. Amen. teach their children. That's right. And so it's, it's almost kind of a, a transition yeah, yeah, it is a hybrid. Yeah. from... Uh, Honoring God, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. honor God, your parents will teach you to do that. Mm-hmm. You honor them, you'll honor the Lord. That's right. And then he transitions on into um, other issues relating to other people. But I also thought, in, while you're making your comments about children growing up, and you mentioned this several times as you were talking just a moment ago, this is really the first area where a child will learn to respect yes, authority. Yes, yes, it's, it's really the first. So mm-hmm. a child, two, three years old, right? they've been taught about God and they know that God exists right. and God lives in heaven. Right. But on a day-to-day basis, understanding what respecting authority is uh-huh. and what that means, yes. that comes from father and mother. Right. And so it's critical, isn't it? that a child learn to respect authority. Absolutely. And so if he learns that in the home, he'll apply that to other authority figures, Absolutely. Including, including the Lord. And so learning to honor, respect authority, obey those in authority, it's vital. Amen. And on that point, I really want to go back to Colossians 3.20, where it says explicitly, children obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. What I like about that is there's no exception. In everything that they instruct you, you are to obey, even, and this, this is something that we need to make this point, even the instructions that you may not agree with, you may not understand, or no rationale may be given. <laughs> we always talk about sometimes, why? Because I said so. Even in that circumstance, you are to obey. Nowadays, you have some parents that feel the need to explain exhaustively every single instruction they give, every command, I want to caution parents against that. I think there's some value at times, uh, not all the time, but at times to have the because I said so for the very reason that you pointed out, which is this is our first interaction with authority, and it's almost a crucible to get us prepared for submitting to the authority of God. And we certainly know there are many times in the Scriptures where God says, you do this because I said so. I worry that children that are only accustomed to doing the things that they fully understand and fully uh, uh, appreciate the rationale, what do they do when they come up against something in scriptures where God doesn't give uh, understanding? God says, do this thing, and he may not give every single reason why he wants it. There are the secret things that belong to the Lord. Does that person rebel or not obey because, well, I wasn't given any understanding on this. I don't under- it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why God would do this. We've got to sometimes teach them 
it's by virtue of the authority that's been vested in me, and I hate to say it that way, that you have to respect that authority. And, and, and we do that. There are things in government we don't agree with, and we don't necessarily understand. They didn't give us the right not to do it simply because, ah, I'm not sure about that. I don't know why they did that. I don't know what they had in their mind. The bottom line is there's authority there that needs to be respected. A couple of things. I would, um, you know, we're talking about loving parents right. that have the best interest of their children right. in mind. That's They're right. not arbitrary, That's right. capricious. And certainly not uh, abusive. We're, right. not, we're not talking about those kinds That's of right. situations. That's right. We're talking about a child who lives in a family with a loving parent. Absolutely. And sometimes you just have to trust the parent, just That's like right. we have to trust God. That's exactly I right. I know you don't understand this. Mm -hmm. This is for your own good. You'll right. understand it better as you get older. Right. But I don't want you doing that. That's or right. Or I don't want you going there. Or I don't want you hanging out with that crew, you know. So sometimes you just have to trust your parents and, and obey them. Amen. I tried to think, uh, as I was thinking about this, this passage, I tried to think, what's a good example in the Bible of a mm -hmm. child mm -hmm. who was obedient yeah. to parents yeah. and submitted to parents? Right. And I, I, I thought about, about Isaac, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. as uh, he was being offered on the altar right. by Abraham. I thought about, right. we're not really told much about Isaac. The story's right. not really about Isaac. It's about Abraham's right. obedience and faith and all of that. But... Uh, there might be others as well, but mm -hmm. I thought about Christ. Exactly, of absolutely right. And listen to what it says in Luke chapter mm -hmm. 2. Mm -hmm. This is the episode where uh, they've gone to Jerusalem and Jesus gets separated from them. They mm -hmm. look for him and they find him three days later in the temple. Right. And right at the end of that episode, verse 51 says, He went down with them and came to Nazareth. He continued in subjection to them, yeah. and his mother treasured these things in her heart. Right. And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and men. Jesus was subject to his parents. Yeah, that's impressive. I can't help but think there were times <laughs> when Jesus knew that his parents yes. were, you know, yes. that's really not the way to, <laughs> to go about that. And yet he was... right. Sub subject to, he that's subjected right. himself to them, right. and that sets the model, really, doesn't it? Really for does. all for all children, right? As you said, these children are old enough to understand right, right. their responsibilities, right from wrong, and and so look to Jesus as the example who submitted himself to his parents and respected their authority in the home. Absolutely, and two quick points as we're running out of time here. Uh, absolutely, and 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 we always have with any given of authority, any grant of authority. Whether, and we've talked about this before, whether we're talking about the government to its citizens, whether we're talking about the elders to the congregation, whether we're talking about husband over a wife, we always have the Acts 5.29 exception. We ought to obey God rather than men. So we're not saying that children have that are of that age have the obligation to submit to instructions that are contrary to God's will. The other point I need to make, and we sometimes forget about that, this uh, idea, the Old Testament passage, honoring your father and mother, it really goes beyond the formative years. I and mean, we know yeah, that in Matthew right. chapter 15, you remember that there were those who wanted to get on to Jesus' disciples because they ate bread without washing their hands. And Jesus turned it back on them and said, wait a minute, why do you transgress God's law because of your tradition? Because even though the word says to honor thy father and mother, you say, well, whatever prophet I would have given to you, well, that's been dedicated to the temple, so I can't help you. And so what that tells us is the idea of honoring father and mother goes well beyond just being in the formative years. And when you get into the adult years, it carries with it the idea of financial support. And so we have an obligation to take care of our parents when they get to the point where they need that care. And so we want to make that uh, point very strongly. Uh, 1 Timothy 5 talks about the idea of repaying your parents with piety. 
And I love that because you think about all the things that the parents have done for the children they've provided. They've taken them to all these doctor's visits, provided food, uh, worked very hard to provide shelter and clothes and taken them to different events. Just for the first 20 or so years, really focusing on helping them get started. And the Lord says, you know what? It's right when you get older and they get to a point where they need some of that care, you need to repay all the things that they did for you. That's right. So obedience is one way to honor a father and mother. Mm -hmm taking care of them as they get older and need some right. help. That's another way. There may be lots of ways exactly. that you show honor to your father right. and mother. And so we need to you know, pay attention to all of those and do the best we can That's right. in honoring our father and mother in every way. Amen. Well, our time has run out here, as is often the case, and we didn't even get to fathers. We'll talk about that next time. Uh, but thank you for tuning in, and uh, we will take this opportunity to do, as we always do, to close out the session with a word of prayer. Brother Bob? Okay. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we're so thankful that we can be your children, that you've adopted us into your family, that we've been born again in Christ. And Father, we recognize your authority. We acknowledge your authority as our Father, and we yield to it and submit to it. We trust you as a loving Father to lead us and guide us in the way that we should go. We understand that if we will follow the way that you've set out for us, that that will be for our good. That's what you want. You want our good. You want us to benefit. Whatever restrictions there are on our behavior, Father, we trust you that they're for our good. And whatever you've commanded us to do, well, then we understand that that ultimately will be for our good. Help us, Father, as your children to obey whatever you've commanded us to do, to, to be obedient, to humble ourselves uh, and to uh, disavow our selfishness and our pride, our arrogance, our conceit and to, to yield to your authority and put into practice the commands that you've given to us. Help us as parents, Father. Give us wisdom uh, to, uh, that we would know what's best for our family to make good decisions. Help us to lead our families in love and uh, to, to do what's best for our children so that they might grow to respect you and to honor you, to be servants in your kingdom and that they can bring blessings uh, to the body of Christ as well. Father, we are thankful for the gift of your Son, who has shown us the way to be a child, an obedient child of yours. He always did what was pleasing to you, Father, and we pray that we'll follow in his footsteps in that regard. It's in his name that we pray these things. Amen. Amen.